Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Ellie Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business. And, you know, in the endemic era, it's become increasingly difficult to predict the consumer demand of container goods. Now, in 2021, there was a global shortage of shipping containers, but now ports are overloaded and backlogged. Now, to curb major disruptions in the global supply chains, addressing the inefficiencies present within the logistics of the haulage industry, thereby enabling smoother first-mile transportation of goods, that's now of the utmost importance. Holio, who is Singapore's largest and Southeast Asia's fastest-growing digital hauler, has recently formalized a partnership with the National University of Singapore Center of Excellence in Modeling and Simulation for Next Generation Ports to develop the commercialized the Smart Haulage Scheduler. Interesting. Now, this SHS, or Smart Haulage Scheduler, it's a scheduling algorithm that will automate haulage transportation planning processes and adapt routing according to changing traffic and weather conditions. It's going to be made available for existing transport management systems in the market to integrate with. We're going to find out more about the partnership as well as how the industry can combat container haulage inefficiencies and flaws with Alvin E, who is the Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Holio. Good morning, Alvin. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. So you guys, one of Singapore's largest and Southeast Asia's fastest growing digital hauler, you enable containers to move seamlessly and efficiently on land. Tell us a little bit more about your presence in the region. Currently, we are uh, in Singapore. We are backed by part of uh, PSA as well as Temasek, uh, California. So we are in Singapore, Thailand, and Indonesia, fastest growing in this region. And we are set our sights on the other parts of Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Vietnam, Philippines in the next three to five years. So for us, we really think about aggregating demand and being able to better match it to empty halls so that we don't have empty trucks running along the road across Southeast Asia. You know, it's tough enough. I remember at the height of the pandemic, it was tough enough to get the shipping industry to digitalize. You guys are talking about a whole new use of technology. When you consider, you know, the jam of the Suez Canal, I think earlier this year, how have shipping companies taken to integrating technology? I think previously, uh, you know, the industry has been very, very skeptical about sharing of data. But I think with uh, the pandemic, it becomes uh, an industry that has been very fragmented with, um, you know, cash and manual processes that has started to come online. Yeah. So think of things that, you know, in the port in Singapore, actually is one of the world-class ports that we have. But when, when we go out to venture out to Thailand and Indonesia, we realize the customs process is using manual paper and yeah. pens. So we, we want to get rid of those cash, you know, and get all these things from cashless to online. And I think with the new SHS that we have launched, we're really thinking about starting to set this industry to get everyone to integrate together. If we were to dive deeper into the container haulage industry, I'll help us to understand this aspect of the industry better. Well, think of it this way. Uh, every parcel that you receive at home via e-commerce, uh, the containers, you replace, uh, replace the parcel with a container that you see many of these that the ships are carrying. Uh, we, as the haulers, bring these containers out from the port to the warehouse for unloading, for imports, and from the depots to the port for export. So what we essentially trying to do is to solve that call and making sure that every single truck going in and out of a load, which is the depot or a port, has a container. 
sounds easy, but in reality, if you really stand outside to see, there are a lot of empty trucks running around without a container. Ah, so what are the pressing issues are there for this industry? I mentioned earlier on there was a point where, and I've seen some images of this, a point where containers are backlogged at a shipyard and wow, it's crowded. Well, I think two, two points about this. Right? Number one, I think you probably have read about the South Korea uh, you know, strike right now mm. in terms of drivers. Driver shortages is a real, real massive problem. Okay. Uh, it's an industry where you know, not many people are willing to take it up. But having said that, I think it's really about aggregation and integration of data points. There are way too many factors in the industry, such as when the vessel is going to arrive, when the truck is ready. And with, without this harmonization, uh, it's very difficult to get things done. So what we are trying to do is actually to bring all these data points from offline to online. And with this SHS, we're thinking about, think about this uh, chat GPT that is out, like by open AI. What we are trying to do is to replace someone sitting in the office that does all this planning manually and then put in uh, a, a simple you know, data points all in, and then we have our AI that will only get smarter with ML uh, machine learning along the way and it helps the planning of these uh, you know, manual processes on a day-to-day basis. If we were to use the driver shortage as an example or as a bit of a case study, how would this technology work? You talk about scheduling. Is it a case of the AI is able to work out, okay, I've got lesser drivers. I know when the containers are coming. I can more effectively use these drivers. Am I describing it correctly? Yeah, I mean, right now, the inefficiencies, it's really in terms of being jammed out at the terminals or at the ports. Uh, I'm sure you've seen a lot of footages of a lot of trucks waiting outside. And they are waiting there simply because uh, the, the depots and the terminals do not know exactly when the truck is going to arrive. So what we are essentially doing is by harmonizing this, we really eradicate the inefficiencies of having these drivers having to wait. So the shortage of driver essentially, in our humble opinion, is that it can, they can do a lot more if they don't have to wait that long. So that is one of the things that we are doing to tackle this. And the other aspects of the, the manpower that we are trying to resolve is the one sitting in the office. The people that need to process the invoices manually and, you know, getting all these paper. We even have people running around in, in Thailand and in Jakarta to bring all these papers from the drivers to the office and then mail it to the customer. <laughs> okay, so that's the paper-intensive part. You did mention uh, cash-intensive as well. And I understand Hollywood has recently launched a newly built integrated e-filing or e-billing payments platform. It's called the Holio Payments Portal. Tell us a little bit more about it and how does this make the logistics sector better? We try our best, I think, uh, you know, to, to really, I mean, we are just a small knock in the whole thing. Uh, but really, we try to build an ecosystem that brings everything from offline to online. So first and foremost, we make it very seamless for a lot of our hauler partners. As a digital hauler, a lot of these trucking partners of ours, they come to our platform to pick up jobs to match jobs that will fit their route. Okay. Right? And that's essentially what we are trying to solve. And the other thing that we are solving for them, we make it so seamless such that they can just come online and end-to-end uh, you know, process where they can see from the start to the end of the job, uh, upload their invoices, and in the future, we're even working with financial institutions to allow them to be paid faster than the credit terms that they are suffering from today. So that's one aspect that we're working on. In the future, we hope to be working with and collaborate with the depot operators such that a lot of these cash or, or you know, gyro payments can be all done integrated on our platform. Does it do anything for startups? I mean, we have seen quite a number of startups under pressure. I'm sure you have some of them as your clients as well. Do these technologies help them in any way? I feel that, um, you know, I think startups, uh, we really need to focus on going back to the foundation of the problems that we're trying to solve. 
Okay. And I think many a times, uh, you know, digital-enabled companies like us seems to be too good to have at the beginning. And I think, but through this pandemic, there's been a lot of adoption of these technologies because you are essentially really solving a problem for them. So the struggles can be real because there are people who are very skeptical about, you know, what this technology can really help them, right? But even a couple of hours, man hours a day can really make a difference at scale. Mm. It's quite interesting. In my short conversation with you, I'm already understanding that there's so many aspects and so many, uh, uh, like a better choice of words, like so many runners in this entire industry. One of it is the haulage traffic controllers. I understand there's a bit of a shortage here. How is this a major issue? The traffic controllers are the ones basically sitting in the office and the brains that power, uh, you know, the the, the talkies that comes to the office and they really rely on these guys to make sure that the trucks are optimized. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing about these traffic controllers, uh, sorry to say that as humans, uh, they also have biasness. So what we are essentially trying to do with this uh, you know, uh, AI technology is really to eradicate. Because if you buy copy of bread for these traffic controllers, you actually get better jobs. I mean, that's the reality of how things are, right? Yeah. When you go to a security guard, you give them, then they probably won't summon you as well. But with this in mind, right, uh, we really want to be able to give them the tools so that Instead of having one traffic controller to eight trucks today, we hope to be able to scale that up to one traffic controller to maybe even 16, 20 trucks. Because mm. let, the, let the AI do the and heavy lifting for you. Based on all the work that is supposed to be done today and what's available, we schedule it for you. But the human element of it is there to sort of finalize and communicate to the driver. So that really is something that we are trying to do. And you know, in, that, in that aspect, then probably will make the job more exciting. I mean, you have probably heard about the port having... Uh, you know, these uh, crane operators now sitting behind the scenes and, you know, operating this using a, a joystick, right? Rather yeah. than being on, on top of it. So these are things that we are doing on our aspect of supply chain. Yeah, well, it's just that no more free copy for some of them. Huh? But, you know, <laughs> we don't realize how traditional, how old school this industry is, right? When you talk about your AI and machine learning to come in and solve these problems, they don't need to sleep, they don't need to rest, and that's great for the industry. But is the industry resistant to taking on this? And how much retraining must be done here? A lot, man. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> like they, they always fear that, you know, some of these solutions will replace their work. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from mindset shift. We have spent the past five years from the ground up approach talking to a lot of these folks. And a lot of times it really just takes them that to, to see something. So now with this partnership with NUS, we already have a prototype. They can, they can put on some of their jobs out there, you know, come on for pilots, you're out calling out for anyone who's interested to in this. You put it out into the system, you click a button, maybe within seconds, voila. You know, you got to see it to believe it. And I think a lot of them are skeptical to say that, hey, um, you know, how is this possible to replace? Uh, so, so troublesome, you know, you have not enough variables to know when to plan what. But you got to try. Yeah. And I think it starts from there. Yeah. Actually, on a side note, this also does create a lot more diversity options. What I'm trying to say is you don't find a lot of women in the shipping industry. And this really <laughs> opens it up for them, yeah, hopefully. I mean, actually, uh, we actually have seen quite a few female drivers as well okay. uh, coming into the industry. And uh, we also have seen quite a few female traffic controllers over the past years. So it's not true that this is a male-dominated mm. industry. And I think that, you know, shipping is starting to be, I won't call it sexy, but people are starting to get, you know, notice of ever since that container ship got stuck in the canal. Yeah. But people are understanding the importance of supply chain resilience, supply chain uh, visibility, and they understand the port logistics a lot more because they kind of understand that 90% of global trade is actually shipped 
yeah. across yeah, the world through these ships. Yeah, that's a very eloquent way of putting it. I understand you guys are also working towards a goal of achieving zero empty miles for first mile delivery of containers. Could you explain this a little bit to us? And how are you guys trying to achieve this? Well, it's similar to what I have mentioned earlier, right? Okay. It's to really ensure that every single prime mover and truck with a trailer is always met with a container. So mm. whenever I go to a port for an export, I always get matched with an import. And when I go to a depot to pick to return an empty container, I pick up an empty container. So to achieve that, it really takes a lot of education of demand jobs. Um, sort of having a lot of synergies between different job types to be put together on a single platform or cross-platform diversification of this information to one another so that we allow pooling resources, job sharing. And I think there are a lot of initiatives that are coming ahead in the Singapore industry as well. Um, you know, in the next couple of years. And we hopefully we can use that uh, to scale that up to the rest of Southeast Asia. Wow, it's been quite an interesting conversation and hope a greater sort of respect for the shipping industry. Alvin E, who is the Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Holio on Online with me. Alvin, I appreciate your time this morning. Take Thank care and have a great day ahead. Cheers. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.